Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Run, Walk, Crawl. Uh, In a little bit, you'll get to meet Jolna McIntosh, who joins me today. She is a fast runner and quite um, amazing at picking up speed on the trails. I've been out for a few runs with her and, uh, yeah, she can kick it and did amazingly well coming eighth in... uh, the Guzzler, eighth female in the Guzzler this uh, last year, 2019. So you're looking forward to that. It, just a, a quick update on the Cedar Snowy dot run. That's www.csea the number two snowy s n o w dot run, which was a run that I'm doing uh, or was doing in February uh, to raise awareness for early cancer detection. Um, Sadly, today we've made the decision to postpone that event uh, and we will move it outside of this fire season. Currently, Australia is in the grip of the worst fire season in recorded history with, sadly, many people losing their lives. And um, we've also lost over 1,200 houses as at today. And there, there is literally fire over the entire country in, in every state and territory. Um, there's mass evacuations going on. There's the, the main highway is blocked. You can't even get from the west coast to the east coast at the moment because the fires are, are blocking the roads. So uh, I want to say thank you very much to all the firefighters and to all those people supporting the firefighters and the people on the front line, um, it, it all is making a massive difference. Please stay safe everyone in the uh, terrible conditions we're currently in and um, I'll let you know the new dates um, once the current fire danger is over. I mean just as it is there are fires all across the path for the trail that Cedar Snowy would take. and. Um, they will have to be recertified, etc., before we can uh, run on those trails, of course. So uh, that will all come in due course. So thank you very much again for tuning in, and uh, here's today's episode. Now, Jolna and I, we met uh, during uh, the Guzzler 50, and uh, I think I think it was about 20Ks or maybe 21 k's into the race we were, we were heading up a hill and um i was sliding back down i think as far as i was taking each step up it was uh, quite a steep little pinch and uh john i say i am here from um egypt today doing my first trail run and it's a trail run to pick so tell us about tell us about that because that's just well that's a long way to travel for a trail run no i did 50k no. that's impossible no. So I just did the Comrades beforehand. Uh, the Comrades was in June, Comrades Marathon, and that was 90 kilometres uphill. So I thought while I was in Australia visiting, I may as well try something new, and I did my first trail run, and I loved it. It was a great experience. Excellent. And yeah. I've got to say that, uh, Jolna, I, I think I overtook you for a little bit, and then I had an accident, uh, which we won't go into here, and then you flew past me saying that you had to make it to a birthday party and you only had a limited amount of time to finish the race. I um, did. Yeah. 
that was uh, and, that's and I, made, I, I haven't had that as a motivating factor before is someone trying to make it to a party in time it was a kid's birthday party and it was my nephew and I'd never met him before because I've been overseas for so long so I, I was running quite fast to get back to it and I made it good I, I think I finished in the eighth female just flew down the hills and it was it was good fun yeah, well, certainly you were, you had the pace on when you went past me, that's for sure. No, it was so, fun. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it was excellent. And mm-hmm. um, now, John moved back to Australia a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, maybe three now. It's been a month. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a month. There you go. And so we went for a trial run together uh, just before Christmas. And... Yeah. Um, which was excellent, but we we've never spoken about your sailing. Ah, uh, right. You're, you're a sailor. I am. Yes. It tells yes. more. <laughs> it, it works out really well with running. So when I have to have that break, that month off every year, I um end up going sailing. So I sailed in October from Uruguay to South Africa, and it was 18 days at sea, no showers. Um, very primitive food. I'm talking cans of tuna. Um, it was great. I loved it. It was very tough. Uh, was seven very meters. Tough. Yeah, keep going. Sorry, yeah, uh, seven meters swell at some time, sometimes. Um, it was very cold. We had wet clothes for the last two weeks. It was uh, it was definitely a good challenge. I'm glad I did it. And how big was the boat you were on? It was a 70 foot clipper. Okay, so a big vessel. It's a big, big a, racing yacht. Big, yeah, yeah big, that is a big sailing yacht. Um, and what, what was the, the highlights of that particular trip? Um, I think just the people. The people that I was sailing with were amazing. Lots of good people. Um, and had you you'd known them previously or you'd met them as part no, of this? No, um, for, for part of the training for the race, we had you four weeks in the UK. And then, you know, we always had to do one week just sailing with our team together. And so was it a race or was it just a... It was a race. It was a race. Oh, so it was how a did race. you go in the race then? I don't think we did too well. I think we placed eighth. That's all right. In Sydney to Hobart, if you came eighth, you'd be pretty stoked. Okay, that's my goal for this year, Sydney to Hobart. Is it really? Yeah, that'd be great. I, I I do agree. I think that would be an awesome trip. I've I've, I've never particularly uh, thought about sailing that distance myself, but I've certainly thought about um, kayaking from the mainland to Tasmania a few times. Um, oh wow! It's it's that's one of the things that's left my head now. One of, <laughs> a previous a previous example of. Uh, how silly I would like to do things, but um, no, just concentrating on running now. So, yes. But yes. So, um, tell us about the Guzzo, that being your first trail run, because the Comrades is on road or mixed mixed terrain, isn't it? It's all on roads, yes. But um, last year, the year before was downhill, and the yep. one I did just recently was uphill. Um, so it was 90 kilometers or 87 kilometers uphill, and it was 900 meters elevation. So it was a decent run. Um, the year before was downhill, and um, I found that a lot harder. 
physically a lot a lot harder. Uh, that but took downhill. me eleven and a half. Yeah, downhill, and then uphill. I took nine nine hours and ten minutes, so a lot faster going uphill, which is quite surprising. Yeah. Well, surprising, but um. Hey, are you? What do you like down? Like, so you've run out in Brookfield a couple of times now. How do you find the downhills there? <laughs> um, I'm learning to run downhill. I think when you look, like, I was living in Cairo for seven years, and Cairo is extremely flat. So running on the roads, it's it's easy to train when you're you can you can do a treadmill and train uphill when you live in a flat place. But downhill was was very hard. I'm finding running down downhill in Brookfield area, it's nice. I like it. It's um yeah, it's been really good. But uh, Guzzler was amazing. Um, I found that a really good race. I'm going to do the hundred this year. Excellent. So the the, the um the hundred adds an entire dimension of remoteness that the 50 just doesn't have the 50 is a little bit remote but the the 100 once you get out the back end it then becomes a very remote remote place um are you talking me out of it no i'm <laughs> definitely not talking you I'm out of it. it is it's beautiful it's really um once you get out into those remote areas it's beautiful and quiet yeah. and um it was funny because uh, this year I was with a group and we went out into that remote area and then all of a sudden two people popped up coming the other way. And I was all like, right. oh, what are you guys doing? And they go, oh, <laughs> we're, we're doing a 100K walk. All right. What for? They were training for another event. Um, all right. to do with Guzzler. And then it, it wasn't 20 minutes later, another group of four come past. And it's like, Whoa, it's like I've never met that many people out there ever. Um, and it all happened in, in one day. You could literally, you know, I've been out there a lot over my lifetime and I would meet maybe one person on horseback every so often or a mountain wow. biker every so often. But this day was just everyone was out training. So, yeah. That's great. No. I was out this morning. My easy five turned into 18, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was beautiful. I saw wallabies and and I saw a small snake. It was, it was beautiful this morning. So it was a quick dash home to make your call. A quick dash home. Excellent. It so where'd you go this morning? I went out. Um, so where we ran the other day, um, Gold's Creek, kept going to Hillbrook, and then from Hillbrook went into the forest. Uh, did you, no, just, you kept going straight area. into the forest or did you go left or right? Um, I went straight to the forest, went right around um, Boundary. boundary uh, I don't road. know. Boundary Road. Yeah. And came back Boschcom. It was great. 18 Ks. It was nice. Not enough uh, water, but it was good. No, it, there's definitely not enough water out there at the moment. That's for sure. Um, sometimes you can... Uh, at the bottom of uh, some of the gullies, you can get water, but at the moment it's been so dry that I wouldn't be even if I filtered that water. I'm not sure I'd drink it at the moment. No, it's just sitting there for too long. Yeah, it's peaceful out there though. It's so pretty. Yeah, I think that's why everyone loves trail running, getting away from the city and into the quiet. Mm. So. 
Cairo, tell us about. You've told me over coffee about some of the uh, trouble that you've had running through Cairo or the experiences. I won't go with trouble, go with experiences running through Cairo. And I've got to say that it kind of scared me a bit. Um, having, having said that, I've run across, well, not quite similar, but some weird things when I've been out running the streets. So tell us your stories of running and training in Cairo, Egypt. Oh, I've got so many stories. And it was tough. I mean, I think just being, you know, a, a foreign female, you do get attention anyway, but running at four o'clock on the streets gets a little bit more attention. And um, there's, there was incidents of uh, uh, men in cars driving past or trying to grab you into their car, throwing bottles of water at you. Um, the street dogs were another level altogether. It was definitely um, hard work. But then when you're training for these races, you have to train. I mean, what, what, what are the other options? Doing it all on a treadmill? Um, so it was lots of early mornings out running. And, it, I mean, often I had friends to run with, which was good. But then sometimes, you know, by myself was hard. It was very hard. But, um, yeah. So do you become hyper alert? You do, you do. Um, yeah, and you also just pick where you run. Like there's so many so many areas that, you, you know, sometimes I just felt safer doing lots of loops. If I had to do a 30K run, I would just do lots of loops of, of the area I felt safe in rather than going out and doing things more. So uh, 5K loops gets a bit tedious at times, but it just, you just have to make it work. But it, there were some crazy situations and um, it was just all part of it really. And, and some more detail on those crazy situations. Ah, just just to describe, like if, if anyone who's living in Australia or probably in the United States, which would be the our biggest audience currently, a, a cra- crazy wouldn't be that crazy, I don't think, by comparison from what you've previously said to me. So just describe what crazy is. Oh, um, dear. Um, there was many incidents over the last seven years of, of men masturbating in, in front of me as I ran past. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Um, um, the harassment and cars swerving in front of you, trying to get your attention and then making you stop the running. And uh, it, it was some crazy. Um, it, was, it, it was tough, definitely tough. So in those scenarios, did you end up having to – to run away like did you ever have to pull out of a run and just go home yeah I did go home. feel that unsafe I went definitely I went there was once where a man um followed me for about two k's and then he's got really aggressive and he just threw something all over me and I was probably 10 k's into a 30 run and so by that time I just went home and, and got showered and dressed and thought that's enough screw this for the day I'm going back to bed wow yeah that's yeah. full on and and you um oh, I'm just sorry that's just that's full on. It's full um, on. So so now you've moved back to Australia for some for some peace and quiet and some more trail running. Yes. So tell me when you've moved from road to trail, what has been the difference for you? What uh, what what attracted you to the guzzler really? And then what's kept you wanting to suddenly step it up, double the distance, which um, 
also makes it a lot more challenging in a few other aspects. I think it's my ultimate goal is to, is to do the MDS one day. Um, what's, what's the MDS? The Marathon de Sable. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yes. The six days, 250Ks across the Mor- Morocco. Morocco, um, yeah. So I really want to get some more brand experience with that. Sorry, I've got a little one up. One second, sorry. That's all right. Um, yeah, so um, I just want to get more trail experience. Um, and it's a nice to have a break from the road road running. Um, I find it's a lot to learn. Hey, give me one second. Um, but it's it's good experience. I, like, I love trail running. Um, and what do you think that you'll change in your training now to, to step it up to 100? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think I'll keep doing the intervals and uh, I think the hill training's um, definitely working on a lot of hills in the next couple of weeks. Um, I don't know if I'll focus on time, just try to do the 100. I have no idea. I'm just starting off. Just starting off? Just starting off. Taking it one step at a time? That's right. Yes, and, I'm trying to do 120 k's this week, so it's a lot of, a lot of running this week. That is a lot of running for the week, that's for sure. So, what have you stepped it up from? Well, <laughs> I've just had a good six weeks off running, so um, I'm just getting back into adding distance. And when you were training for um, your 90 k road run. Like, mm. what did you get up to kilometre-wise with that? So, I, with Comrades, I think the key to the training was doing the uh, back-to-back runs on a weekend. So, I'd do a 35, 40 Ks on the Saturday, and then on the Sunday, I'd do another 25. So, learning to run on tired legs. Yeah. That was, that was definitely good for um, for Comrades this year. La- sorry, last year. Now, in uh, Comrades, how – how frequently do they have an aid station? Like how much gear do you have to lug? You don't have to lug. It's uh, every couple of Ks, two and a half Ks. Oh, wow. So you don't have to carry anything. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty well well equipped, yeah. No, you do yeah. carry – you can carry stuff. And I had some a friend to meet me. She was at certain points along the way, and that's where I had my, my little things that I like, coconut water and the bars I like. And what are the bars you like? Mm. I like the cliff bars. Oh, really? I do. I have to stop to eat them. I can't eat them when I run, but... uh, Because they're too chewy. They are too Yeah. (laughs) I know. I have a coconut water and a cliff bar and take a little break, then off I go. I remember when I was first starting out uh, doing ultras and Power Bar was like one of the few products on the market because this is like 25 years ago. And you'd put one of those in your mouth and seriously, you couldn't down enough water to try and get the thing down. And you ended up just giving up on eating. It was just easier to not eat. Um, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I mean, I would fill my bag full of pizza if I could. I really would. But Of pizza? I would. I definitely would. If I could stick pizza in my bag and run, I, that, that would be ideal. But um, one day. One, one day. day. 
<laughs> no, you'll have mate, someone mate. meet me this day. Sure. You're doing a last man standing this year, aren't you? You know what? I am. So I, I, have had pizza. I had pizza during last man standing. I don't know how it turned up last year. Um, but Cassandra, who'd run, I'd met her in another race earlier in the year, and then she was um, in that race as well. And um, I think at about 70 or 80K, she had missed the time slot. And uh, so she was out. And then it must have been maybe 100K. I've just run in and she goes, would you like some pizza? And I went, what? Please. It's hot pizza. And she goes, yeah, yeah, we've just had pizza delivered. Did you want some hot pizza? And I went, oh, look, I would, but I'm a pain. I, I need it to be gluten-free and vegetarian. She goes, yeah, no worries. We've got that somewhere. Anyway, it was just wow. as we were about to start another lap. She put two pieces of pizza in my hand. So I walked off the line for that particular lap and, and ate pizza, which I've got to say, that far into the race, hot pizza was incredibly good to eat. Oh, amazing. That's that for sure. Great. I think that's the beauty of that particular format is that, you know, people were talking about it during the race too um, because food becomes a something that everyone wants to discuss while you're actually out running. And everyone's talking about, oh, should I get Uber Eats delivered to the and, – and then I can just pick it up and, and run with it for the next lap. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. Weird stuff went on. But you're doing it again this year, right? Uh, if my body will let me, I will definitely start again this year and see how I go. Um, just depends. I, I honestly don't know how my body is going to be until just a couple of days out. I've got a fairly okay. good idea. But, uh, yeah, that sometimes the tumours play up and I know that I'm not going to be able to race. I might be able to run, but I certainly won't be able to, to race. So, uh, yeah, so I just take it that way. Um, so running comrades, um, uphill versus downhill. What, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think made the difference? Because that's almost two hours difference between your two times. It was over um, two hours. It was two hours and 20 two minutes. Hours. Yeah, incredible. I mean, that, that's significant. So do you think that it was another year of training? You knew the course a bit? Or do you really think it was just the vertical change? I think it was it was a lot. I think it was the training. You know, I gave up alcohol for a year as well. I think that helped a lot with the training. Um, um, I ran by myself as well. So uphill for me was just, it was just a different – I um, it was nice. I preferred it. I really did. It was it was a good run. I really had to push myself, dig deep, face all those inner demons that you know you hit when you after the seventy k mark. Um, it was it was amazing. I'd love to do it again. I'm sure you will. Um, you also did Moscow Marathon this year. I did. I did. Well, last, I did. It's last year now. Yeah, I did what, four I keep thinking that it's still 2019. Yeah, Moscow Marathon. That was um that was good as well. That was my number 30, my 30th marathon. And, wow. um Yeah. Yeah. And um, when we arrived, I, I, I guess, in, you know, I lived in Russia for two years. So I kind of expected it to be cold, but when we arrived, it was uh, two degrees. 
and during the race, I mean, maybe two k's in, it started maybe light snow. Like this is this is crazy, and it was raining, and I think it rained for pretty much most of the race. It was it so was tough. So it was like three or four degrees. So it's just that horrible freezing cold. cold rain. Yeah, it was it was the cold rain. Very yeah. cold. That, I think yeah. it, it's it's one of those things where I think that if if you can if it's cold enough that it's snowing it it feels comfortable of of being in those conditions and then if it's warm enough that when it rains you know you go oh that's that's pleasant but not uncomfortable that that bit in between where it's like the sleeting snow that that wets and damps you out and makes you freezing cold that's cold. a killer it is a killer. And I think it's because when I was cold, I, my hands were cold. I wasn't taking enough nutrition. So I did struggle around the 30K mark. My feet were so wet. I had to take off my shoes and wring out, my, wring out the socks. And um, it was, yeah, the last 10Ks were, were tough. But I guess it's humbling because even though it was, I've done so many marathons, it, it just reminds me that, you know, these things happen. It doesn't always go as planned. And there's always the next one to get a good good time. That's, oh, so you were aiming for a good time in the in the race as such? You had a, 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 a I would, I would time like to Yeah. Yeah, 310. So that, was your, that was your aim, and what did you get? That was my aim. That was my goal. I did 330. So not ideal, but that's life. That's 330 is still pretty fast. Yeah. Especially in those conditions. Yeah, not what I wanted, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a brat, I know. Oh. And so uh, what other races have you got planned for the year? Okay, so I'm going to do uh, the Ultra Trail Australia in May, and that's the 100Ks. Yep. Um, Brisbane Marathon in, in a month after that, and then the Gold Coast Marathon three weeks after that, Guzzler 100. And then also Last Man Standing. So that's my after uh, that, or that that's yeah. That's yeah. So then I think I might do the Melbourne Half Ironman as well in November. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's that's all I've got down this year so far. I'm sure there'll be more. <laughs> I know. I get bored. You get I bored. I like having goals. No, I yeah. just like having a goal. I like the early mornings. The early mornings are good. I totally agree with that. I, I don't think there'd be a um, an ultra runner out there that doesn't like early mornings. No. Um, there, there's a few that do like going out at night, but most people you'll you'll ask them and they say, oh, what would you prefer, morning or afternoon? They almost always say morning. So, yes, a lot of them are forced Someone to go out at night. So my alarm goes off pretty much every morning at 4 o'clock or 4.15, and I'm out the door at 4.30. And has, has this been a, something you've done all your life, or was it something you took uh, up after a particular incident or decision? Um, no, I started, I started running when um, my daughters were young. And that was just more to, um, I don't know, I just wanted to get out of the house. I had two young babies and it was so hard getting out of the house. So I lived in Norway then. So I'd bundle them into their snowsuits, put them into the double stroll and start running around to the area I lived. 
And then all of a sudden, five Ks became ten Ks, and um, I did my first half marathon. And and then I've been stepping up a lot more in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, so it's been great. It's been really good. It's nothing, nothing quite beats a you know going out for a run by yourself in the morning. Great way to clear the mind and focus for the day. Bless you. Um, <laughs> so so it's um been really good and. I took my daughter for a good run the other day. She's 12, and we did Mount Kutha. And she did a 4Ks uphill and did amazing, absolutely amazing. So hopefully the girls will get into a bit more here. Now we're in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's lots of shorter distance running around, especially at the moment. Like, it's the right season for that, for shorter distance stuff. I know I was, I was running with um, – Paul Shard the other day and Paul did a 500k race in September and now he's concentrating on 400 meters so um, totally changing his training wow okay yeah yeah he still like he still runs a long long way he he ran over 7,000 kilometers this year but um, yeah he's changed his focus from ultra long distance to 400 meters um and as he said to me the other day 400 meters training actually is more difficult and hurts more than 500 kilometer training really yeah because of the speed work this does a significant amount more speed work that really hurts apparently right so yeah, wow. just to get that top end yeah. speed. Speed sprinting. Yeah, yeah. Great. I'm uh, giving that a go. What was that? I don't think I'll be giving that a go. No, I. As soon as I personally start to do speed work, uh, that's it. Body starts to break. It just, um, yeah, it's not. It's not for me. I used to be very good at running 25 metres from my childhood sport, but um, that was, uh, yeah, even even back then doing that, I would get bad shin pain and so on just from doing those sprint repeats. Right. So uh, longer distance definitely is easier on the body. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've lived in Norway. You've lived in... Russia, you've lived mm-hmm. in Egypt, yes. obviously you've lived in Australia and you've returned mm-hmm. to Australia now. Where else have you lived in the world? Um, America for three years and then I did um, some time in the UK as well. Now, um, were you running in all of those locations? Goodness, no. No, um, <laughs> I started running only in Norway um, and then I had my son and I stopped running for a little bit longer. Then when I got when I moved to Cairo, that's when I got into it. Right. Okay. So, and comparing running in different countries, how um, how does that compare? Um. Um. Running in Australia has been great. Um. I mean, running in Norway was very peaceful and beautiful as well. It's just um. It's just how does it compare? It's 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 all quite different, but it, it's still I don't know. 
um, I think every every country has its challenges. Um, right now, I, I think running Australia is, is, has been amazing. I'm very happy to be running here. Getting up by myself in the morning, it's been really good. And what makes Australia so nice to run in? This, this is to get all of our running tourists to Australia. <laughs> um, there's so many options. I'm, it's like a, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I don't know. Like in the morning, I get up, I look at map. Is it map me that you told me about? Yes. And there are so many options. And when I last lived here, I was 23 years old and I never ran. I'd go to bars and clubs and, and sleep in, but um, I'm just amazed by how many trails are, you know, just in Brisbane itself. And I haven't been anywhere. I just, I leave my home in the morning. I do the local trails and every day I'm finding a new trail and it's so exciting. And there's, and like today there was wallabies and it was, it's amazing. You know, I take my music, I take water and I can do an easy 18 Ks by myself. It's, it's great. It's exciting. Well, quite, Very quite, lit- quite literally from your house in in brookfield so as soon as you hit the trails in brookfield you can run via trail almost to the north coast see don't tell me that i'll probably give it a go (laughs) (laughs) i know that um where i used to live not where i live now because i live smack in the middle of the city now but where i was living uh like four years ago i could hop on the trail and run trail from my place into Brisbane City, which would be, I don't know, 60 Ks. And I could then run home, you know, if I wanted to, I never have. If I wanted to, I could run 250 K of trail and never cross the same trail twice. And no, get home, mate. you know, and that's without doing any crisscrossing or anything like that. I mean, just a continuous road trail. Yeah. Yeah. And what I find um, about diverse as well so you're running up hills down hills and then you're running through gullies and then you're like in the Nogger dam where the grass is high and everything's it's beautiful the smells and the sounds it's um it's very i love it i could do it every day i am doing it every day my body's not happy but i'm doing it every day <laughs> <laughs> so what's your body complaining about the most at the moment with stepping it up um so yesterday we went out to to northbrook gorge and um so that big hike with the kids where we had to I had to swim with the with the uh, backpack on my head through <laughs> through these areas. So I think yesterday was a big day and then um, stepping up today and doing the 18 this morning and the 10k oh 8k's last night. I'm just a bit tired today, but that's good. It's a good tired. Um I I looked at the photos of you going through Northbrook and I've got to say it was very low. So um, I've, I've been through there where there's no way that you could actually touch the bottom of the water. So it looked like you could walk a fair bit through a lot of those gullies. Yeah, you could, you could. Yeah. Um, it was great. I mean, you know, it's so good for me to take the kids out, not spend any money, um, pack the picnic, take the car. Um, and show the kids, like, there's so many amazing places to visit around southeast Queensland. And uh, it's all, you know, driving distance. It took me an hour to get out there. And we were out there for six hours. It was a really good day out. And the kids came home and their faces were so happy, uh, swimming, playing, exploring. It was a beautiful day. We're very lucky. Yeah, it's definitely a beautiful spot. 
I mean, just on Mount Kutha um, itself, I think there's about 47 kilometres of trail just just on Mount Kutha. Mount Kutha, incredible. Yeah, yeah. There's I've, a couple of times a year you'll see posts come up where everyone they're going to go. Well, we're going to run every single trail on Kutha, and yeah, it ends up about 47 k's. It's not quite 50. Um, but yeah, it's mind blowing to think that Mount Cooth is only four and a half or five kilometers from the center of the city. And yeah, you can run trail in the bush for that long. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's fantastic. It really is. And, um, also the, I'm really impressed with all the mountain bike tracks through the area. It's amazing. Yeah, there's a good story when that started. Um, people got arrested for building those trails. I've, um, when when the trails were being built, they were being built illegally, in inverted quotes, um, and they were being built by people who had built trails overseas. They knew what they were doing. They were doing good stuff. Um, right. But the, the city council was absolutely against mountain biking. And um, it took a lot of convincing and a, a big push and organisation to get all those trails together. And then where you've been running just recently, like where we went running the other day um, or where you went this morning, you used to have to have a licence to be allowed to run out there. And you had to carry the licence with you. So when I was a kid, you had to have a licence to run out there or to be out there at all. Um, it was a no-go zone. And um, if you didn't have that licence on you, um, you got arrested. Wow. So things have changed massively, all of those parks and so on. Um, the, the city council has realised that there is a lot to be gained from people going into the bush and exploring and having fun and being safe. And uh, it's all become quite open. That's so, great. Which is, no, which is great a fantastic change. Yeah. No, it's really good. I love how it's all the um, mountain bike tracks are marked and, you know, for how hard it is and, and the level of skills. And no, it's, it's really good. I'm really impressed. And Brisbane's come a long way. It's, it's amazing. Really amazing. Um, when, so running, do you think that running in Cairo has made you mentally stronger for doing? ultras definitely definitely yeah yeah and it's and and how like what um how do, i just think that with like, running in Cairo taught me a lot about you you, just, you despite how hard it is and uh, the obstacles you still have to do the training I still had to get out of bed um it's definitely made me tougher and also just out now running by myself. I mean, I don't think years ago, would I go running 18 Ks in the bush by myself? I mean, I, but I think if I can handle Cairo, I can handle anything. So off I go and it's great. Um, running through the bush this morning, do mm. you prefer, like, the, the trails are quite dry at the moment and, and slippery. So... Have you found uh, a particular type of footwear that you like for running the trails here? 
No, I haven't. I, I bought one pair of um. Do I say Hoka? Yeah, Hoka Ono Ono. Yeah. I bought a pair of Hoka, and that's yep. what I'm using. I'll try some other brands as well, but um. No, I've only just started, so I need to start looking more at gear and see what I like. Socks and shoes and all the fun stuff. And um, that's next on the list. I've just been setting up my home and getting settled into Australia. So next is uh, running gear. Running gear and retail therapy? Definitely. Definitely. I'm still sitting on the floor. I don't have a sofa yet, so it's been sitting on the floor for a while. It comes on Saturday, thank goodness. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I, I know that uh, yesterday uh, my wife, um, we were buying more furniture, as, as, as I've said to you, and we uh, packed up our previous house and then we sold everything and, and donated a lot. Um, so we had nothing, just what we were travelling around Australia with. And uh, since then, every time that there's a sale on, on furniture, we end up with another piece and, Yesterday I went out and picked up some, and uh, some more got built last night. So, uh, yes, seeing a screwdriver today is definitely not a go. No, no, that's how I feel. I think today's all about fluffy socks for me and pizza. Fluffy socks and pizza? I'm tired. Well, you would be after doing – I mean, the walk into Northbrook Gorge is – did you go from the bridge all the way up? Yes, we did. did. You go from the top car park and down. Oh, from the top park car park down. I think it was um, what is it? Two and a half k's in. It's probably um, that, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's not. It's not just normal hike. You're climbing rocks. You're swimming through these pools, and uh, with the three kids, it was it was hard, but it was it was good. It was definitely um, hard for the kids. But we saw some yeah. really cool things. We saw turtles. I saw a snake. Um, <laughs> and it was a great day out. Pretty much if you're going out this time of year and you don't see a snake, it's a a rare event. Okay. Don't tell my kids yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it is. Like, Especially near water. As soon as you go near water, I mean, that's where your snakes go. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, because uh, the kids have never lived here, and uh, my oldest found a moth in her room the other night, and I thought something. I thought she was dying up there. <laughs> it was like the noise. I'm like, it's a moth, honey. This is Australia. But, uh, oh wow. Yeah. 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 But we're getting used to it. Spiders. Getting used to it. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. All right. Anything else to tell us about your? running no what do you have any long long apart from um the desert run um yeah any other yeah any other long-term big goals i don't know i really want to do a sub three marathon but i don't think it'll be this year i think that will be um i'll focus on all the long distance stuff yeah i don't think i can manage it and i also want to do a full ironman so i might do that as well early next year uh, any particular Ironman? No, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I need, need to see what's on and and see what what you know what the kids' commitments are. And but, um, yeah, it's just a big time commitment of doing a full Ironman. That's the next goal. But lots more trails this year. And uh, so, with the kids, how do you find 
making your training fit? Because as I've said to you, a a lot of – it would appear that a lot of runners, ultra runners and trail runners in Brisbane, whenever I'm out on the trails, I would suggest that it's probably one of the sports where the population is is at least equal and maybe even more dominated by females um, as compared with, say, cycling, for example, where – it's Mostly. quite dominated by males. Um, still, plenty of females out there doing it. Don't get me wrong, but just when you look at at it from an anecdotic anecdotal point of view, um, mm. from what I observe. So, how do you how are you making that work? Um, like what it's what would be your advice to other people who want to take it on? Oh, I think well, what works with me is that I. Like, I know I have to be home by 6.30 in the morning. I mean, for the kids in school to get them awake and, and ready. Um, so that's why I start early. I wish I could. I just can't run in the evenings with them. But um, so I start early in the morning, up at 4, leave the house at 4.30, get my two hours in, two hours of training a day. And then early on the weekends, I'll try to do like a three or four hour run on the weekend. And then, you know, try to be home by 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And that's, just, that's how it's worked for the last few years. And it's working well. But, um, yeah, just squeeze it in that way. And then and the evenings are um, all relaxing, doing homework, bed by 8, 39 o'clock, and then start the day again. Yep. Eat, sleep, yeah. repeat. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right, well, that sounds like a, a good place to, to leave it there. So some good advice. You have to get up early, get it done. Uh, yeah. Ha- having said that, I, I do know somebody else who who does the reverse. They get up early and do work first. They do work for themselves, uh, and then uh, once their kids are at school, that's when they go running. Um, All right. Which in the current heat is crazy, but I know that she's crazy too. So, uh, uh, very good runner. So that's the exact opposite approach, but it works for her. So yeah, whatever works for each person, and yeah commitments and kids and all that. So, yeah, great. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And thanks for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. It's uh, wonderful to have someone who has travelled so much and, um, and is now kicking it back in Australia and, and loving the trails. So uh, I look forward to uh, meeting up with you a few more times and, and hitting some more trails and, Definitely. Well, thank you. That concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you haven't already subscribed, please do. I plan on bringing out content on a fairly regular basis. Thank you for tuning in to Run, Walk, Crawl. I'm your host, Ashley Drew. Until next week, enjoy your training.